Welcome to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. I'm your host, Carrie Holton, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Becky Holton. Hi, friends. In our last episode, we're just going to jump right into this, Becky. Okay. In our last episode, we talked about what we can do to welcome first-time guests Mm -hmm. to our Sunday assembly. We offered several suggestions. We said, first of all, that our goal should be very simple, and that is to encourage guests to return. Uh, We said that we don't want to overcomplicate that goal by offering everything under the sun, asking them to join this small group or to join this Bible study or what have you. Just a simple invitation for them to return. We want to see them come back. That is our goal. We said that we should put ourselves in their shoes Realizing how uncomfortable they may be, we want to give them a warm and friendly greeting. And we talked about greeters uh, quite a bit. And finally, we concluded that episode by talking about the need to create a compelling a compelling uh, Sunday assembly. That right. is one that is truly remarkable, both for the kids and for the adults. So let's continue that discussion in this mm-hmm. episode. And what else could we say about how to welcome first-time guests. Well, and I'm going to hearken back to the illustration that we started off with the last time, and that was how we treat people who come into our home. And you know, one of the last things that we say to people when they leave our home is, thanks for coming over, come back again. And I, and that's another thing that I believe we can do to encourage first-time guests is to, uh, is to return, is to give them a clear invitation to come back. You know, that is so interesting because amazingly, I do not often hear someone up front say, we want you folks to come back. Right. You know, that may be an indication that we are too inward turned and are not even thinking about those who may be our guests. Right. So before that assembly is concluded, someone needs to say, thank you for coming and we hope you will return. It's really easy to do. It's just a shift in focus. Sure. And by the way, while we are on the subject of what is said from the front, I think we should also add that if someone welcomes guests with these words, we are glad you came. Please linger after worship and give us a chance to meet you. Those words had better be sincere. And people in the church need to be on the lookout for guests to greet. Yes, yes, absolutely. So again, offer a clear invitation to come back is something that we are really encouraging churches to think about. And the person that is doing that may also want to communicate why they should come back. Good. You know, um, I don't think people are naturally going to be able to consider or come up with those reasons on their own. So someone may need to help them think about that and make it a little bit more clear. For example, uh, someone who's in the front saying, come back, they could say, you know, here's what the Lord has done for us. And we want you to experience this for yourself and the difference that God can make in a life. And um, I, I just think that is so, so very vital that we do that. Let's talk about how the church should should connect. Let's take this a little a step further. Let's talk about how the church should connect with first-time guests. Um, they come, and then what is to be that connection beyond the smiley face? Often churches will ask 
guests to complete a visitor's card. That's one that we see a lot. What do you think about that practice as if I didn't know? (laughs) Well, it may not surprise you that I really don't like it that much. (gasps) I'm shocked. (laughs) Asking asking guests to complete a visitor's card, I I, I don't know. I've got some misgivings about that. Again, I know that churches that do that are well-intentioned. Absolutely, yeah. But again, I think we need to put ourselves in the shoes of first-time guests. Many of them want to remain anonymous. They may not want to give out their contact information on their first visit. After all, they don't really know your church or what you might do with that information. Right. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me of another experience we had when visiting a church. Uh, Before the worship, you'll remember this. I already know where you're going. (laughs) This makes me shudder. Before the worship, one of the church leaders introduced himself to me, and after some small talk, he handed me a visitor's card and asked me to fill it out. And then those cards were collected at some point during the assembly. But, this might surprise you, I didn't want to fill out that card. You rebel. (laughs) I guess I was afraid I might get a phone call, or perhaps someone might drop by the house and knock on our door, and I just, well, I just wasn't ready for that, to tell you the truth. So, I didn't fill out a visitor's card. And after worship, That same church leader who first greeted me warmly and kindly came up to me and said, I didn't see a visitor's card from you. And I responded, well, you know, sometimes people want to remain incognito. And you remember how he responded to me? You were there. Oh, yes, I most certainly do. He said, I don't care how you feel about filling out a visitor's card. I want you to fill out a visitor's card. People, we are not making this up. (laughs) You know, that probably wasn't the best way to respond to a first-time guest. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think so. You know, and I, I, I appreciate his intentions, but that's really, it's, people are much more careful about where they give their information uh, these days, uh, and with good reason. And I think, obviously, There's another thing we probably need to not do, and we shouldn't do anything to embarrass guests or put them on the spot. And I guess you would probably be against making people stand that are visitors. (laughs) You know me well, don't you? We also visited somewhere not too long ago where our names are read three times from the pulpit that we were visiting. I I was about to crawl under the pew. Well, again, no, we don't want to put our guests on the spot. On the other hand, we don't want to embarrass them. We don't want to put them on the spot. We, we, don't, we want to put them at ease. But on the other hand, we don't want to walk by them without saying hello and giving them a warm greeting and letting them know that we are glad that they came. So what, what are we going to suggest? If the church is going to get, how do we go about getting that, conf- that contact information if they don't sign a visitor's card? And we're, we're bringing up some negative things, but... Let's talk about some things we can do. Good. Well, that's a good question. We do want to make contact with first-time visitors. We, we do want to know that they came. I have heard of churches that encourage guests to text a key word to a certain number. Hmm. Now, this just lets the church leaders know that they were there. It's just a way of saying, hi, I was here today. I really like that. That's very up-to-date. Everyone has a cell phone these days, and that's not intimidating, and no address is made known either. Right, and it puts the guest in control. Yes. It lets them reveal what they want to reveal about themselves on their own timetable, and it makes follow-up with guests a lot easier. It's more personal and ultimately more effective. 
You'll have that opportunity to invite them every single week, and that invite goes directly to their phone, which people are on more than they are on their computers these days. Right. And most of us have our phones with us 24 hours a day. So there can be a slide on the PowerPoint screen that says something like, if you are our guest today, please text the word church to a certain number, 9550 or something. Or someone could even announce this option for the guests. Then the church can respond to that text and say something like, we were so glad you were with us today. Next time you come, please consider dropping by our information table or the information desk and give us an opportunity to get to know you better. And again, this puts the ball in their court. There's no pressure. There's no embarrassment. There's no intimidation. Exactly. Texting gives guests a safe and less intimidating way for them to acknowledge that they were at the assembly. And it allows you to make that first connection with them. And just here, hon, I would recommend that church leaders look into a texting service like Text in church, that's all one word. Text in church or Mm -hmm. another service is simple texting. There are so many texting services out there. And these texting services allow churches to not only communicate with guests, but with members as well. And I read that 66% of people prefer texting over a phone call or an email. Hi, friends. We could use your help to spread the word on this podcast. If you think the content shared here is helpful, would you consider becoming a Goodwill Ambassador for us? Help us spread the word about this resource to other church leaders. You know, we just love the Lord and we love His church and we want to be resources to help the church grow. Would you help us with this goal by sharing with your friends and family about the podcast? Uh, Ask them to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever Uh, you listen to your podcast, type in the Effective Church Leaders podcast, and hopefully they'll find some things that will help them and their church to grow. We sure would appreciate your help. Thank you. Uh, Let me ask you this. How do you feel about the church sending a letter to guests and thanking them for coming? Well, here again, you have to get contact information in order to send a letter. And I would let guests determine if they want to give out that information. And if if you do send a letter, if you do get the contact information, I think the letter should be very short and just expressing gratitude for the visit and include the invitation to please come back. Good. And uh, just here, I have another negative example to share. We're really bad. We should be including more positive things. <laughs> we, we probably should. <laughs> well, we visited another church recently who sent us a welcome letter in the mail. Right. Now, I do want to praise them for reaching out to mm-hmm. us and thanking us for coming to visit with them and for their interest in us. It was a friendly church. The letter showed their yeah. interest in us, and I was grateful for that. But let me tell you something about this letter. The envelope was addressed to the wrong address. And and so we didn't get the letter right away. We got it eventually, but it came to the house about a month after our visit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So someone had changed the numbers on the envelope from the address that we had given them. Yeah, just transposed it. Yes. The letter was long, and, and the letter was all about the church. In fact, it was about what they believed and why it really it was a teaching letter 
complete with Bible references. Right. And I, I have to be honest, I didn't finish reading the letter. I read the first couple of paragraphs and then I didn't finish the letter because, you know, the problem with such a letter is that that kind of letter likely won't mean much to the unchurched. They're just not ready for this kind of information. Even though I am churched, it was a little, it was over the top for me. Um, And this is my opinion. And I understand where this church and many churches are coming from. But I think there's a gap here. They may assume that those who visit their their churches are hungry to know the truth of the scriptures. But honestly, I don't, I'm not sure that they're at that place. And I don't think this first letter even is the place to teach what a person must, must do to be saved. I think you make a good point there, honey, that they are assuming, well, let's say they may be assuming that those who come don't know the scriptures and want to know maybe what they need to do to be saved. Mm -hmm. But it could be that they are not making that assumption at all. It could be that they're going to force those scriptures on mm-hmm. people and force them to consider this even without the acknowledgement from the guests that they're ready to hear those things. Right. So again, we need to put ourselves in the shoes of guests. We need to put them at ease. We need to realize they're going to take one step at a time, and those steps may be baby steps, and give them time to make those steps. But I think you make a good point about about letters, for example. Yeah, if you do send letters, make sure that it fits the person. That letter didn't fit us. Right. And that's fine because just a one-time visit, it's hard to get to know people. But that's why you're better off just sending something short. Um, and just to really appreciate you coming. Good. Well, let me, let me ask you another question. A lot of churches give gifts to guests. I know of some churches that show their appreciation for guests by giving them a loaf of, of banana bread or a mug with the church's name and logo on it. What do you think of that? Well, I think church leaders should think outside the box on this. It certainly is good to show appreciation for guests. And perhaps this gift could be offered in a text response, for example. True. But, you know, I don't know that a loaf of homemade banana nut bread, no matter how sincere it is of a gift, or a mug that advertises the church is the best of gifts. Uh, for one thing, there's health concerns with homemade um, homemade items. There's dietary concerns uh, for homemade things. And we're also making an assumption that people are going to want to advertise for us. Um, how about something different? How about a a gift certificate to Chick-fil-A. I like that. Or, I'll, take, I'll take that any Or day. a Redbox movie. Or um, we've gotten Starbucks gift cards. You know, just come by the, the guest uh, information booth and we just want to say thanks for coming. And they give us, you know, something like that. You know, you heard about something absolutely fascinating with the church in Kentucky where you were speaking that offers a very small donation to the guest's favorite charity. Yes, I thought that was so unique. What an outreach to something like that. Yes. Well, you know, let's uh, let we could talk all day about this, we couldn't could, we? But yeah. we we better go on. You know, churches have a great opportunity to welcome guests when they exit the building. So, I think that's another thing that we can do to welcome first-time guests. We can let them know when they exit the property that we are glad they came. Yes. In other words, greeters should be at the doors then too. Have volunteers in Mm -hmm. place to open the door for them, and as they leave, thank them for coming and invite them to come back next weekend. Again, be clear. 
that you want them to come back. That's an excellent thought. Well, friends, we'll wrap this series up, and and that's all for this episode today. And again, we really want to thank you for joining us. We will be back next week with another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive.